the South Coast End Zone Podcast. Extended coverage of high school football from sports editor Lori Lose of the Standard Times. Now, the South Coast End Zone. Welcome back to the South Coast End Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Curie, the digital sports editor here at the Standard Times. And today on the line, I have Mick Collagio, the sports editor of the Hathaway Weekly Papers. How are you doing, Mick? Hey, Brandon. How are you? I'm great. So we are working our way through the different South Coast football teams in preparation for the 2018 season. And you made it out to check out the Dartmouth Indians who uh, went to a practice, what was it, a week or two ago? Are you ready for some football? Yeah, um, I did. And uh, Nolan Ellis is throwing beautiful, beautiful spirals. He's a He's a left-handed quarterback, just like his big brother, Nate. And by big, we don't just mean older. Uh, Nolan uh, gained some serious uh, size uh, over last year through uh, a lot of uh, high rep uh, weight training. So he didn't have a lot of bulk, but he's uh, definitely stronger and uh, more stable athletically in the pocket and very calm. And uh, it's pretty exciting what's going on with that team right now and, and the chance we have to see what uh, should be uh, a pretty good team uh, pretty good offense. It just the thing is, is it may take them time because, as Coach uh, Rick White said, uh, while they have some seniors, they're young seniors. Uh, they graduated all but three three starters. Yeah, so Darby's kind of always good on defense, and last year the offense kind of wasn't quite there to keep up with the defense. Now. Big part of it was Nate Ellis going down with that ankle injury. I think it was uh, week four, uh, or I think he got injured in week three, and then uh, he last game was week four, and so by week five it was uh, Nolan Ellis starting there, and uh, you know he he showed that he had a lot of the capabilities of it, but he just wasn't there physically. And so you're saying that it looks like that the physical side is matching up now um, with the way he sees the game inside his own head. Right. You know, he, he, uh, he started out needing some reassurance, uh, being in a new situation way ahead of schedule. He'd only been playing quarterback for a year on the freshman team, and he didn't even start that season. Uh, he started the first few games as a slot receiver. They, they wanted him to play, they had him play quarterback. So the plan was to play him as the JB quarterback last year. And of course, Nate got hurt, uh, against LaSalle Academy of Providence. Uh, he didn't know how seriously he was hurt. Turned out he had compartment syndrome and needed three surgeries in Boston. Uh, yeah, I know. There, there, was, actually, there was some worries about his long-term health at one point, but we're glad right, that right. he uh, turned out okay. Right, and actually he's come back and he's, and he's uh, in the Bridgewater State uh, University football program at the wide receiver position. And, you know, we'll see if by the end of the year if he winds up getting some reps there right now. It's pretty strong to get the Lafayette kid from Walpole, who I presume is Gene's son. Um, and... Uh, uh, the the uh, news anchor um, from Fox 25, uh, but but uh, uh, I'm adding on his trivia because he's from my hometown of Walpole. But uh, in any case, um, uh, we we got we got a kid there who uh, you know they're already identifying some targets for him, and and I think that uh, you're going to see a much stronger uh, Nolan Ellis, and I think uh, well I think oh. What's going to happen with Dartmouth is, is that there's a lot of guys who are going to be learning at the same time, mm-hmm. and because of that, it's going to be a little bit of rough sledding, and, and a lot of it has to do with the schedule, starting out at Central Catholic and some of these other schools that got their schedule as well. Uh, it's not going to be an easy start for them, but uh, Rick White's happy with how they've come along, and I think that uh, he believes that 
stay that course of progression. And they were six and five last year, and they they finished the season uh, pretty strong. They won four of their final five games last season with just a loss to uh, Hopkinton, which I think was a playoff loss in the mix there. Uh, now they always have a strong defense. I know they lost some of the linebackers from last year, but kind of in general sense, how do you see the defense shaping up this season? Well, they got playmakers on both sides of the ball. I mean, uh, the question is is whether or not uh, they have enough on the line. Uh, there are guys there. They have numbers. Question is, are there any guys there who are going to be really durable in those positions? Um, I think that that's going to be the hard thing. The good thing with Dartmouth right now is uh, they're not having any problems with preseason problems with penalties. Sometimes these early season games and jamborees, you see offenses that can't run a play without, without flags flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Dartmouth isn't like that. They're very well organized and, coach i saw doing technique with the, one of the things about their defense that i think will help them is the coach uh worked with starters on technique on tackling because of new rules and things that you can and cannot do and so here's how we want you to try to do it and because of that uh they they're really ex- examining how these kids do what they do uh on the ball and off the ball and because of their attention to detail I think the learning will come quickly with the Indians, and I think that they're going to be a much, much better team at midseason than they are at the beginning. So if we're three or four games in and it doesn't look good, don't be deceived. It's always a well-coached squad over there in Dartmouth. Uh, Rick White and uh, Coach Martin and all those guys always do a great job there. So now I know you're not usually paid to give your opinion here. You know, you're a reporter. You stay neutral right down the middle of the road. But if I press you here, they had six wins last year. Would you take the over or the under this year? Um, I'm going to take the over. I think that they're going to surprise some teams that might not be quite ready for how good they're going to be. Even though they're young seniors, I think that they're so well coached over there and they seem to me like they really work together. Um, I like what I see and I'm, uh, barring bad luck in the way of injuries at key positions, I think that that team is going to execute fairly well and they're going to exceed expectations. Well, you heard it here first from Mick Collagio. He's been out at, uh, I think, a scrimmage and then a practice or two. The Dartmouth Indians open up on Friday night, 7 o'clock at Central Catholic. That was a 41-7 to loss last year. Obviously, Central Catholic, one of the better programs in the whole state. Uh, so we'll see if they can uh, either make it closer or really actually make a game of it this year. Thanks for coming I can't on. Be wrong. I can't be wrong after one game. Exactly. <laughs> we, yeah, we won't actually learn a whole lot probably after week one. So, you know, hold, hold off on your uh, judgments on Dartmouth uh, probably until they get a little more into kind of the, the week three, four, Milton Durfee. Um, week two's That's Attleboro. Right. That'll be a tough one as well. So. And an improving New Bedford team. Yes, yes. Dangerous New Bedford squad. That was, that was a, quite a game last year. So, well, thanks for coming sure on, was. Mick. We appreciate it. My pleasure.